Thailand podcast. Education, information, opinions, and personalities of the fierce females living it up in Thailand. Join our hosts, Caitlin Lee and Jessica Teal, for another session starting now. Yo, 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 what up? Another day, another podcast. Happy International Women's Day. Yeah. Month or year. (laughs) Every day. It's every day around here, around these parts. It's every day. It's Women's Day every day, damn it. It should be quite honestly. Um, I was just I was just listening to our intro song and then said like fierce females. And I was like, hell to the yeah. Fierce females a hundred percent. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I haven't been feeling very fierce this week. <laughs> but, uh, is it one of those Is it one of those weeks again, Caitlin? It's one of those weeks. It's one of those health weeks where my body's like, you know what? I'm going to sabotage your entire week. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's do gosh. this. <laughs> will, but we ever, you know what? will we ever have a smooth week <laughs> ever again? We will. One day we will. But you know what I'm happy about? This gives me life. I'm not gonna lie like being able to do this today I'm, I'm quite happy about I need to talk to some awesome women and just kind of get some inspiration and some energy I'm not gonna lie it's- yeah I hear you I hear you I, I love our podcast I it's small and cute and boutique but it's it's, <laughs> it's going places and I'm really excited I agree I yeah agree. So, so what do we have in store today Miss Jessica Teo Oh gosh. Well, we have a lovely lady who's a dear friend of mine, a lovely woman. Um, I've <clears throat> I've known Lauren for a very long time, and Lauren is a very inspirational woman who does a lot of kick-ass work for other women out there. And she's got this amazing project called Hear My Voice, which we are going to hear all about um, how it started, what it is, and how other people could get involved too. So Without further ado, let's bring Lauren Donison into the room. Let's bring her on. <laughs> to the boutique, right? Not the room. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the boutique, that's right. I feel, I feel very honored to be welcomed into the boutique. So. <laughs> yeah, it's exclusive because only like five people are watching at a time. So. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. We'll get more. We'll get more. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're more of a podcast, but we just like seeing each other's faces. Yeah. So this yeah. is why we do this. <laughs> exactly. It's more fun that way. I can't. I mean, even even if we weren't live, we'd have to do video first and then capture the audio for a. Would podcast. have to. Would have to. Because yeah. like that's just like a phone call. Then. It's true. Exactly. Also, my I can't control my face, and I feel like sometimes that's entertainment value. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of hand gestures as I talk, so like I look like I'm like. I don't know, fighting something in my room. So <laughs> people would miss out on that if, you know, we only had sound. <laughs> oh, we well, Lauren, happy International Women's Day. Thank and you. Month, year. Yeah, I, it's really exciting to be here today um, after, yeah, celebrating. But, you know, I read this really interesting article that was talking about, it says, I hate International Women's Day. And, um, it was this lady who's uh, also very, she's been very active for the past 25 years in space and talking about, we have a lot to celebrate, but we still have a lot to go. Um, and especially now, you know, we have a lot of different things happening over all over the world that women are still not in that equal position. And we're still, you know, there's still so much that we need to work on. So as much as I want to celebrate, I also know that the fight is still long. Um, and so can I, I can I, that. Yes. Yeah, it is for sure. Can I say the best post I saw for women's uh, was for women's Interna- international women's day month or year uh, was it, it was a Twitter account that was basically taking every um, every business, every big business who was posting happy international women's day and then reposting and saying, Oh, by the way, men make like x x percent amount more than women in this company and then they would go to another company and men make more than women in this company yeah, i was the, like wow yeah, the the pay gap the pay gap is very very real and uh you know i've had a few arguments with men specifically in the last few years who really 
were defensive and, and said, no way, that's not possible. That's not true. You guys are just crazy. And I was like, that's exactly the reason. <laughs> the fact that you're calling us crazy because there is a pay gap and you don't believe in it is the root of all the problems. Yeah. Right? What, the one that really gets me is, is, is the people that'll come out and be like, oh, but you you're you're so emotional and you take off so much time therefore men should get paid more than you and i'm like oh okay let me yeah, just touch my pearls here <laughs> how much more do we get done in that amount of time okay <laughs> anyway this is a whole other topic for we should just have a rant session quite ooh, honestly ooh, for another ooh, time ooh. i think that's that's coming up that's definitely okay, coming okay. up yeah i think let's do that i can definitely join with the red okay yeah. let's do that before songkran Actually, because you know, okay. we'll wash away all of our you know stuff and start exactly. fresh after some kind. All right, Lauren. So let's get start. Let this let let's get this party started. <laughs> <laughs> Heard that so, before? <laughs> yeah. Are you are you still partying? No, no it's, okay. I'm, I'm in <laughs> Mexico right now. It's like seven a.m. So I know, no I know, just right now. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, and it is also like Wednesday morning or something or yeah, Wednesday morning. So, um, all right, Lauren. So can you give us a little bit of a background about yourself and just how did you come to, to be in the space that you are in now and, you know, give us the lowdown about HMV. Sure. Great. Um, so I think my journey really working in the space of international development, started over like 10 years ago um, and actually began in Thailand, which is kind of exciting. Um, I, something that I'd always been really intrigued in, I, I studied law and was kind of always interested in the social justice aspect of that. Found myself in Thailand over 10 years ago working with an organization that does legal education and social justice. And that really kind of put, fueled me to be like, okay, this is really what I want to do. Um, and since then, I spent 10 years living in Thailand and Myanmar, also working on multiple projects across the regions that really focused on yeah, social justice with different angles. So that could be legal education, women's rights, um, also just access to justice in general, um, and kind of acknowledging all the social restrictions that come around access to justice, especially for women. Um, and so one of the things that I really noticed um, was the way that we constantly control women. We constantly have rules for how we should dress, how we should speak, what we should study, right? Like what, what is it we should do with our life? Like when we should get married and, you know, all these kind of rules around like, this is how we should live our lives. And, and, and I guess coming from England and I think I did have those kind of societal kind of constraints, but I was able to be like, hell to the no I'm, I'm i'm out like i don't want to be part of this i don't believe in this like i don't think that i should just grow up to be married and have kids and people do but i don't think society needs to tell me that and and one of the things i noticed a lot in my work was a lot of the challenges that women faced was because of this societal control and expectations of, of this is how you should like cut like cookie cut your life right like this is what you should do now this is what you should do next and then just having this no voice, right? Just not being able to even speak out about, well, wait a minute, like, actually, I would like something different. Um, and and like you said, you know, just people and then men and society saying, but Lauren, this is, this is culture. Okay, like, that's the excuse always. And it's like, but, you know, it doesn't mean that women shouldn't be participating in that culture. They shouldn't just be passively being pulled along in that culture. Um, and so that was kind of really where all of, you know, Hear My Voice stemmed from was this idea that women have voices and they should be allowed to also explore what their voice is, given space to be like, what is the voice that I'd like to use? What is it that I'd like to be, to speak out against? And then help them to find the confidence and the skills to use their voice. All right. Wow. Uh, that's a lot of... Um that's pretty heavy work, you know, when you, when you break it all down. Um, and something that you said, it's like, yeah, like everybody's always just telling women what to do, telling us what to do with our bodies, where, who sh we should marry, when we should get married, when we should have children, 
And it's, it's probably, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's more likely that more cultures and more places around the world promote that more than women having their own, you know, ability to make a decision. Um, you know, even in more, even like very westernized places, we're still seeing, you know, places where uh, you know, states in the U.S. are still making abortion illegal. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's For it's sure. Insane. Like, it definitely, you know, we, with Hear My Voice, we work with women all over the world. So right now we've worked with, in our programs, 160 women for over 40 countries. And those women all have the same stories. So it, it's, I guess dressed up in a little bit of a different way, but it really is the same narrative that they're sharing, that the same struggles. And I think that's really what we've created in this way that we bring women together and realize, you know, because often people think, well, this is just happening in my country, or this is just because of my culture or my religion. But actually, when we, we bring it together and we break down those barriers of culture, we see that this is something that women globally are facing, um, and that they find strength also then realizing you're not alone, right? That this is mm -hmm. not just a, am I strange? Is this something wrong with my, with the way I am or the way that my society is, but acknowledging actually that this is global and that women are having this, you know, and it's a different age, right? You talk about marriage, maybe in America, like, you know, look at us, right? We're 35 and people are like, hey, um, do you not get lonely? Like you don't have a family. But in other cultures, it might be 25, but it's it's still there no matter which culture you're in. Like, I don't know, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, if there's like a culture out there that doesn't ask someone who's 40 and be like, well, when are you going to get married? Didn't you want to do that? Like, you know, there's always that pretense that you should have done it, you know, that you mm -hmm. should, that's something that we aspire to do. Um, so yeah, that's it's kind mm -hmm. of, yeah, definitely something that is universal for my work um, yeah. that I've seen. This excites me so much, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. And I had, I'm not gonna lie guys, I came in slightly blind. Um, and what you just said <laughs> is like a dream for me. I'm like, any business that is going against the white male patriarchal societal expectations that are put on us, and I know that's a very big, long feminist term that some people don't like, I don't care because it's literally the label for it, quite honestly. It's it's so refreshing and I love that people can find out that you can do a business, like you can make money and help people, you know, while doing this also. I think it's important because sometimes we think, you know, we just have to do this to say something, you know? All you can do is say something, but you still have to live in your confines and stuff. And and this is, this is so important, honestly. Mm -hmm. Just want to give my two cents on that one, but yeah. <laughs> Because you just, just want to say everything. <laughs> like I was like, oh my God, blowing my mind right now. <laughs> let me let me share a little bit more about Hear My Voice because actually right now um, our programming is free. So we've actually, um, <clears throat> I'm really fortunate. I have an awesome friend who I worked with um, in Myanmar. Uh, her name is Evelyn. Uh, shout out Evelyn if you're watching. Um, she's in Canada. Um, and kind of at the beginning of COVID, we were chatting to each other. We're like, what are we going to do? Like, what is, what is there to do in this situation? Um, the, when COVID really first came to the scene, there was just so much, um, so many reports that were talking about how this situation was going to be worse for women than men on multiple levels. Um, and we've seen that and there's lots of reports that show that, but specifically around um, domestic violence, um, domestic violence. And what I just want to say, when we talk about domestic violence, we're not only talking about men to women, um, there's also family violence. You know, if you think you live with your in-laws, um, mistreating of women by other in-laws, male or female. Um, and so if you think about the pressure and the, you know, when we were all stuck those first few months in your home and that was really the biggest fear of like, you know, domestic violence in the home and then all these other impacts that women were going to face um, more prominently than men. So um, Evelyn and I teamed up and we're like, I don't really know what to do. I don't really know how we can create a space where we address this. And we were like, the best thing is really to work with women in those communities who then can support other women in their own communities. So we came up with the idea of Hear My Voice and really was an experiment was like, I have no idea what we're doing right now. Like, 
I think this would work. I don't really know. So we gave it a go and we ran this six week program specifically for women age 18 to 25 in Asia. Um, I think the first time we had over 150 applicants and we only take in around 15 women. Um, and then from there, it just grew. And we had people from all over, like, I want to join, I want to join. We had different age groups. Um, and all of our programming is free at this stage. Um, and it's something that we we feel that, you know, promoting gender equality and women empowerment is really important to us. And it's really our passion. Um, but we are hoping to be registered um, this year yay, to be registering. And that means we can then get some funding in um, from different areas. But yeah, it's just been an incredible journey to, to be able to work with women from all over the world. And also we, we're now working more closely with different law schools, um, specifically with young female law students and law teachers, because um, we think that that's a really, you know, so as I mentioned, social justice and and thinking about, you know, the future lawyers. And, and I think to me, laws are such a, it's such an area of passion because I think, you know, unfortunately our, our countries or our societies run by law and laws themselves discriminate women and the systems themselves discriminate women. You know, we often can't claim that there's been an incident of sexual and gender-based violence because the system doesn't acknowledge that that's even a thing, right? Or gender, you know, gender, um, even gender discrimination in the workplace. Like, you know, there's many countries in the world where you can't even make a claim for that um, because there's no laws. And even if there were, there's a male dominant system that would be like, that doesn't exist. Like, what are you talking about? You're just being sensitive. Like, you know, like, you know, some kind of feeling like that. So, yeah, so that's kind of how we started. And it was really driven by this kind of COVID. But for me, I always have this really like, you know, I feel like Hear My Voice saved me in COVID because it was like I could focus on that and know that, okay, like I can't impact COVID, but I can work with these amazing women from all over the world and make an impact that way. Oof. <laughs> Just a moment of uh, silence and appreciation for the work, man, because really, uh, I think it's, you know, th there were so many people who suffered during the first first year of COVID and um, people are still feeling the repercussions of it, obviously. But, um, you know, if we really look, put things into perspective, the, the people who suffered quite a significant amount are the essentially the backbones of our society as well. So to, to, to set time up aside and to put the focus on, on paying attention to stuff like that is just so essential to, you know, how things play out the for the rest of this, this, uh, for the rest of the, our existence as humans. I mean, like you said before, there's still a long way to go, but this, what you're doing is one of the many steps in the direction to make it better and make being a woman, not this, you know, difficult challenge. I mean, you know, we're going to put a disclaimer out there and say, you know, men have their own challenges and difficulties, but we really do need to accept that there's an imbalance. I mean, if we want equality, <laughs> why, why should we not aim for having the same amount of problems that men do? <laughs> you know what I mean? If we're really talking about equality, <laughs> you know, so um, yeah, so just a big, you know, from the women's side, a big thank you to you, to you and to everyone who you're working with and the, the project and everything. I mean, I've been right, you know, been watching it from the very beginning and it's, it's been in super inspiring to, to follow the, the journey. So um, I have a, I have a pretty specific question. Um, and if you are okay to share specific answers, um, could you maybe share about a scenario of what somebody that you've met along your along this pathway who was, you know, maybe struggling with something and and then they, you know, were able to get some sort of support through the program? Yeah, sure. I think I guess we we've done a lot of like pre and post testing. So we, we give people surveys before and after they join our programs. And we also do a lot of follow up to make sure like how's people, how are people doing? And we, we have a whole alumni group and stuff. So we try to also stay connected to all of our graduates. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I, I guess, I, I guess I can speak generally and then specifically, but generally I think that when, when people really were at the beginning coming to the program, it was about feeling disconnected and isolated, as we mentioned in COVID and also them seeing the same things I was seeing that, you know, there's this, there's a rise in domestic violence. There's a rise in, you know, the, um, the unequal way that women are then forced out of the workplace because they're the ones who have to stay home and take care of their children. And so I think it, for me, it was, a, we, we would have weekly sessions and, and students would come and say, this is the highlight of my week. You know, this is, this is, you know, I'm looking forward to this all the time. It's given me a space that I've never had before because we bring women, you know, in our classroom, typically like 15, 15 to 20 women, um, usually all from different countries and, and having this space where maybe they've never even had an opportunity to interact with people from multiple different countries or even one different country um, in the past. Um, but yeah, we've definitely had stories of, um, I'm trying to think specifically, I, we have a story of a young lady that, um, she's from Kenya, um, after joining our program was really inspired and then set up her own um, menstrual pad um, organization. So basically she raises awareness, goes around her local community and schools, um, talks about menstrual health and raises money to then provide sanitary pads um, to young women in the community. Um, we've had students that have wrote to us for recommendation letters to say, because of the work that we did with you, we're going to go on to do master's programs in gender. Um, we've had yeah, lots of we've had law teachers come back to us when we've done the legal education program and talk about how they didn't realize how important it is to raise gender if they're, you know, a lot of people silo gender. They they silo it into a space where they're like, well, we'll talk about gender in this class, but they won't talk about it in all spaces. And so what we try to do when we work with the law teachers is highlight that we don't need to silo gender. Gender is in all elements of the law. So whether it's land law, whether it's marriage law, whether it's, you know, pro, you know, business, right? It, it should be at the forefront of our mind thinking about how do these laws discriminate um, women if they do? And so that was something that was really like a moment for me because it was like, you know, having a teacher come back and say, yeah, I don't teach gender, but I've realized that in my administration class, in administration law, that I can talk about gender now um, and that that's a really important step. So for me, that's really what we're trying to also achieve is realizing that gender is not a siloed conversation. It's a whole conversation involved in every other conversations and that we sh the way that it has kind of been siloed off is negative because then people are like, well, I'm not going to talk about that because I'm not. I'm not talking about that, you know, they, they kind of put it to a side. So to me, it's, it's also opening that doors and the conversation where it should be part of all of the conversations we have. Wow. That's, that's wonderful. It's, it's amazing. I mean, even from someone in the community starting their own uh, menstrual pad, uh, you know, um, project to law teachers realizing how, you know, Realize, realizing the impact of having just being exposed to your program and what you guys are talking about <clears throat> is so, so valuable. Um, could you, <clears throat> excuse me, could you give us um, a kind of an idea of like what your programs entail, what different programs you have and all of that? Sure. So what basically just wanted from the beginning say that the reason I think our programs are really different to anything else that's like that people are doing online is that it's really interactive. Um, I'm a facilitator. I'm not a teacher. I don't know everything. Um, you know, as I said, the, the space of our classroom is about bringing together people to listen to each other, the power of listening. I think often in education, we have so much of this you know, the teacher is the, the source of all knowledge and they give it to us. Whereas actually that's not how we facilitate our programs. We we acknowledge that everybody in the space has knowledge, has experience and, and, and can share something really important. And if we listen to each other, we can learn a lot. So we create that space. That's really what we're doing. And we ask the questions and sometimes really difficult questions. And we, we focus on gender, we focus on sexual and gender-based violence, um, we look at reproductive health and rights, 
Um, we look at access to justice, social justice, um, missing something. Um, and yeah, and then we, we've also then adapted our programming this year to support students to create action. So in the past, we kind of let students make their action if they wanted to, and then, you know, but we, we weren't really in a space to facilitate that. But this year we've changed our programming so that we are going to have actual guidance and mentoring for them to make the action in their communities. Um, and so we offer programs right now to specifically to women 18 to 25. We really identify this as a group of women that are, you know, you're exploring, you're like, what am I going to do with my life? Like everyone's telling you, you need to do something. You're like, I don't know what to do. So we, we focus on that age group. Um, and then I said, we work with legal educators. Um, we're expanding programming to work with law students. So still in that um, 18 to 25 age. And we also run a professional program um, <clears throat> that's for women who have uh, at least two to three years experience in the field, but would like to expand their knowledge. Um, that will be, we'll be releasing, uh, opening a call for applicants uh, in April. So if anyone is interested, uh, do check us out um, on our social media when we share all the links later. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the different programs are running. Um, and all the information is on our website if, if anyone else would like to check it out. Wonderful. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm just listening. I'm just like, man, I wish I had some sort of program between 18 to 25. <laughs> maybe, maybe if I did, no, I'm just kidding. I mean, it would be, it's it would true, have been wonderful though. to just have that support right at that time. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, now, now things are so different because we get, we get to experience things much more virtually than before. So, you know, being connected to all these different cultures and backgrounds and people. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming your programs, each, each program has people from all over, all, women from all over the world, right? So just that exposure alone would have been so valuable. But to have, you know, a dedicated time and space to, uh, to connect and to talk about these things openly. Um, I know there were things, you know, there were things around 10 years ago, it just seems like now, they're more accessible and we're talking about it more. And just like you said, again, at the beginning, there's still so much work to be done. You know, we think we've come so far, but really, if you look at it, I mean, what women weren't even allowed to get credit cards until the 1970s. Right. So uh, in some countries, I mean, that is just insane to me. That was just a few years ago, really, if you put it yeah. into perspective. So there is so much work to be done um, in that sense. So um <clears throat> Lauren, could you tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, if you if if somebody wanted to, you know, start a project or make some movement, some some build some momentum in their own communities, what is something that they could that they could do? Yeah, I think you know a lot of people ask me, you know, um, how did you start hearing my voice and. I think for me, it was like, firstly, what is my passion? Like, what is it that I care about? And as I mentioned earlier, this, you know, I think I, I really acknowledge my privilege as a, as, a, as a woman in the way that I, I do have amazing parents who've kind of, I think, I think they've just been like, okay, go forth. Like, you know, they, they've kind of, I think maybe they gave up. I don't know. But like, they were like, okay, you know, we acknowledge that you can make decisions and we acknowledge that you are choosing a path by yourself. And, and that really makes me happy, but also makes me sad that that's not everyone else's experience, that their families or their communities don't allow that freedom. So I think it was, that was kind of this driving force and then having the experiences that I've in my work and so I was just like I I was passionate right so firstly it was passion and I felt strongly about how I could I could have uh, I could add value to that space so and then it was about people right like finding my people and as I mentioned earlier Evelyn um, and I we had a lot of free time and we were both like we really feel passionate about this we were able to spend hours on Zoom calls and, and talk about like how we wanted to change the world. Um, so finding your people, like finding, and it can be one person, it could be, you know, a whole crew of people, but having having that system of people with you who are who are there to also listen to your ideas, crazy or not, um, and and also then support, right? To to do 
do the work with you um, because doing it alone is really lonely actually and it's really difficult um so and then i think starting small you know like we i am not going to change the world i'm not going to change gender equality as a human like one person but i can impact people like i said we've worked with like specifically 160 women our social media right now is I think over, I think we have over 7,000 people on our social medias. You know, we're trying to make a small change, but to me, it's like small is enough. Like I, I'm not gonna be able to reach billions at this stage, but we might be able to in 10 years, I don't know. So, but acknowledging that is really important because I think a lot of people, they get really disheartened that they're like, well, I haven't, I haven't ended poverty in my country. Well, no, like, but you can impact people's lives, right? Like if you, if you spend some time and you help one person this year, that's better than nothing, right? So I think that to me is something really important that you're acknowledging, just saying, I'm not going to change the world. And that's okay, but you can impact people's lives in in maybe one person or two people is okay. Um, and then also acknowledging your own skills. You know, I think as well for me, it was like, I love facilitating. I am a facilitator. That's what my passion is. That's what I love to do. So, you know, you guys are doing a podcast. I'm like, this is not my space. This is not something I would want to do. And that's okay because you guys are doing it. So I'm going to do what I want to do what I'm good at doing. And I think that's where some people like they think this is what I should do because people are all doing podcasts and it's really popular, but maybe that's not what you're good at. So find what you're good at and do that because that's the way you're going to be successful. Um, and lastly, just be brave. Like, I have spent the past two years pretty much afraid. Like, and, and many times I'm like, what the hell are we doing? Where are we going with this? Like, what is, you know, like, should we do this? Should we do that? But just always knowing that, like, as I said, you know, if one person gives us good feedback and they're like, we, you know, this, this changed my life. Like I've had people say to me, Lauren, this changed my life. I'm like, that's enough. Like, I don't, I don't need anything else. But so, yeah, so I think, being brave and just just trusting yourself. And, and again, if you have those people around you that you can be like, hey, do you, you know, how do you feel about this? Then I think you're you're in a good, yeah, you're gonna make you're gonna make change. It's gonna be great. Thanks for that. That was uh that was really helpful, actually. And I can totally also personally relate to <laughs> a number of things that you've been saying, just you know, finding your passion and finding your people. And I mean, I know we've, we've, you and I have spent hours on the phone talking about projects and things as well. And it's, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do certain things without having, you know, each other as a sounding board. So just having that support system in general is so important. And I think these are really actionable steps um, for, you know, for making, for, for making change, small change or doing something in your own community and stuff. So um, thank you for sharing that. And I have one more question for you before we start to, you know, get towards the end of our session today. Um, <clears throat> I'd love to hear, uh, where, where do you see, hear my voice in the next few years? What's the next step? <clears throat> yeah, I think, <laughs> well, the dream big, right? Like, so, you know, people ask me this and I'm like, I always try to be like, you know, the small dream because, you know, you know, let's not like, you know, let's not be disappointed. But the big dream that I really have for, for Hear My Voice is um, I'd love to have, you know, I am right now, we, we're a small, we're a small team. We have three people um, and we're all volunteers. Um, and I'd love that we could expand our team and therefore extend our reach. Um, I've always dreamed of having like national chapters. So for example, that we would have women representatives in different countries running different programs uh, in, in local languages. Um, we obviously right now use English as our, as our language. Um, and we also work online that excludes a lot of women from the space. And we acknowledge that because it's unfortunate we, we can't, you know, I can't speak 40 languages. <laughs> and um, so what we really would like to see is the, the programming going into more grassroots level organizations in local languages um, so that we can expand the reach. And, and also then, um, yeah, I guess, Students always ask me, like, Lauren, one day can we have a gathering um, and, you know, bring all of the women together and have like a big conference? And 
Um, I guess with COVID and stuff, that's a far away dream right now still, but um, it's definitely something that we would love to do is to to bring the community together. Um, and yeah, just kind of have more chapters in different countries. Yeah, well, I definitely, I definitely, um, I see that too. I definitely see that too for, for Hear My Voice. I feel that that's just the natural next direction is to have your programs being offered in, in places where, like you said, you don't speak the language, but there are representatives around, um, around the world for, for Hear My Voice. And I mean, imagine, I'm imagining a world where every, you know, every country, every state, every province has some sort of Hear My Voice program happening. Cause I really believe, I really believe that the only way to fix this freaking mess that the world is in is handing over the, the reins to women. <laughs> I mean, I think in a hundred years, this we're going to, we're looking at a, a woman run uh, planet and, and, and I'm not, and it's not, I'm not saying this against, against mm -hmm. men. I'm just saying it's time guys to fucking hand it over. Okay. <laughs> because... I mean, just, just give us a bit, see what we can do. <laughs> if you don't like it, take it back. Like give us, <laughs> give us a hundred years and then we'll talk about it. No, we're not, we're not giving it back. We're not giving it back. <laughs> hey, hey, we'll give it back. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, uh, I think the work that you're doing is extremely important, Lauren. And I'm just, I'm so proud and happy to call you my friend and to, to know so much about, um, hear my voice right now and I know I miss you I wish I was in Mexico again with you oh. <laughs> um, but yeah it's uh, it's wonderful what you're doing um, so on on that note of uh, you know talking about the future of hear my voice and talking about what people can do uh, how can other people get involved support you uh, you know keep keep the engine running yeah so um definitely keep applying to our programs. Um, I want to just like shout out to everyone that has applied and don't feel disheartened. We, you know, we, we keep our programs really small. Um, we have around 20 participants per program. And last, the last call for applicants we put out just earlier this year, we had over 350 applications. And so we're really like in this, you know, we have to, we go through all of them. And so just shout out if you've applied, um, don't feel disheartened. It's really competitive. And, and um, we hope to offer more programming. But as I said, we're just a small team right now. Uh, so keep applying. Um, keep following us on all our social um, media. Um, <clears throat> we're hoping to have some really um, great events this year. Um, we, we didn't run an event for International Women's Day because we know that it's quite saturated and there's a lot of things happening, which is amazing. Um, but we will be having um, an event in June um, for the International Day for the Elimination of Sexual Violence in Conflict, which I think is just so relevant right now, especially, you know, if you look at Myanmar or even look at what's happening over in the Ukraine, um, sexual violence and conflict is very real and it happens. And, and I think that's something that we're really... Um, excited is not the word, but we're looking forward to um, commemorating that day in June and, and bringing people together to talk about that issue. Um, and also, we, we're going to be launching a fundraiser this month. Um, as I mentioned, we're running as volunteers, and it's a lot of um, our time, but also funding. Like, I think some people, once you really start get going, as you know, like, when I don't know if StreamYard's free, but like, you know, you you have all these different accounts and you have to pay for this and pay for that. And so far we've really been doing all our programming free, but we we need a little bit of support to cover um, our admin costs um, because it costs money to, to have social media accounts when you're, yep. um, <laughs> so, so um, we really, we need some support that way. Um, but yeah, I think just generally, if, if people are interested and want to learn more about our organization, reach out. Um, we're always looking for different people to volunteer with us if you have specific skills um, that you think could be useful to us. Um, we have a wonderful lady who's coming in 
to do a gender and inclusive evaluation of the organization in the next few months as a volunteer, because um, we really feel it's important to make sure that we are being inclusive and that we are really on the path of like making sure that when we say we're promoting gender, that we're also as ourselves as an organization, you know, we have policies and other stuff in place to make sure that we're following what we preach. Um, mm -hmm. But we're really fortunate that we have someone that's volunteered to come in and do that for us. Um, so yeah, so volunteering, get involved. Um, you can see our website there. Um, and also you can reach me personally on LinkedIn. Um, and I can answer any questions you have. Um, but great, any, anything else, Jess? <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, that was that was pretty much it. You you actually answered two questions in one. So <laughs> good job. <laughs> Your efficiency factor is like, uh, I score 10, score 10. We love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's I think that's it. Like we there, obviously there's so many more conversations to be had about everything. And today was really just an opener um to to introduce people to more people to hear my voice and to what you're doing and i think that you know it would be lovely to have you back another time for maybe a even deeper conversation and that rant session <laughs> um to just let go and let loose uh it's been a long time since we've had a rant session i think our last rant session was still on clubhouse so um yeah so we're just, yeah, we're just really excited it was yeah um, so we're just really excited to just to keep going and keep this space open for anybody who's interested and for, for Lauren, for you also. And, uh, you know, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, waking up early in Mexico and <laughs> and joining us. Not as early as it was for me, though. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. 5 a.m. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah. So thank you very much. And yeah, Kat, any last words before I start to close out and talk about what's what's going on the rest of the month? Honestly, like I, I have to go back to what you were saying about how this uh, I wish I had this. I'm sitting here, honestly, flabbergasted, thinking the person I would have been if I had this, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a very strange thing to say because I was a very privileged white girl in Thailand who went to a very expensive private school. And while they did try their best, it wasn't even close to this. Yeah. So um, you're definitely onto something. And I know you know that already, and I don't have to <laughs> say it, but thank you for what you do. And, and I do hope everybody who's listening um, who can help with this project does uh, hit you up in some way, shape or form, because this is really important. And, and I, I can't stress that more, quite honestly. And if it's not with you guys, then somebody should reach out and find other places where they can do this, because this this is planting little seeds. And that's what we need, because like you said, one person isn't going to you know, stop sexism or, or, you know, world hunger or whatever. It's, it's gotta be little seeds planted and it has to start with the younger generation. That's yeah, it. definitely. Yeah. And we, we can't sit, I mean, we, as in just as a whole of humanity, you know, obviously we've been through so many changes and things have improved in some ways, but I feel like we've reached the, many people have reached a point of just too comfortable. Like we need to get up off of our asses and, you know, it doesn't have to be you have it doesn't mean you have to go out and protest everything and all of that. I mean, that's wonderful too to to speak out, but to to at least, you know, educate someone close by to you, nearby, or you know, th throw that plastic bottle in the recycling bin, or don't buy that plastic bottle, or you know, don't just walk by walk uh, turn the other way when somebody's speaking negatively to a female coworker, you know. Those little things do build up and they do inspire people um, over time. So, yeah, so it is it is it is work. And you know what? The, at the end of the day, every single one of us on the planet, we need to participate in the change, the positive change, because if we don't, there's not going to be a planet left for. And I'm not talking about only, you know, environmentally. I'm talking about a planet of quality, a place where people actually want to live. So I would say. You know, we need the part of the reason I said what I said earlier about, you know, men handing over, handing it over is because I feel like we could have been so much better and so much farther in our advancement. But, you know, so many things have stagnated and have been held back because too many people want control of it. 
And it's like, come on, guys, like there's other things, there's better things that we could be doing than, you know, trying to control some woman, a woman's uterus. Like, let her let her decide what the hell she's going to do with her own body. You know, yeah. I mean, so, I feel like we have bigger fish to fry than that. But I yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. it's just it, yeah, there's there's so many other things to, to worry about. And I don't know, man. I'm I'm over. I'm honestly over it. Like I'm over it, and it's time for change. So it's really good that there's access to these kinds of platforms. So okay. once again, thank you so much, Lauren. Let me give us. Uh, let me give everybody an update about what's going on. So we're on the. We're not having a session next week. We've been going back to back for a while, and I think Kat and I need a break. Um, <laughs> so everything happens for a reason. Um, we do have a uh, next session coming up on March 23rd with Shalini, who's just published her book um instant pain relief and it's about um it's about tapping um so we're really excited to join yeah we're really excited for her to join because um she's a published author and she's sharing about something that is i find quite intriguing um i mean i've i've actually tapped on myself without knowing that it was you know a yeah. tool of, of of relief so um we'll we'll uh, we'll be joined by her next week uh, no, sorry, in two weeks. And um, after that, we'll probably take a little break for Songkran and yep. maybe we'll have a rant session. And then after yep. Songkran, we, um, we're going to start, you know, bringing, bringing more people in uh, for the, for the platform. Um, so we're really excited. Uh, but let's, yeah, let's agree to take it easy for the next couple of weeks and, you know, get ready for the pain relief session. Cause I'm, I'm part, I'm going to participate in that one i'm telling you <laughs> if anybody needs it <laughs> yes because every week is a rough week around here i feel like i come on the podcast with a new ailment we should every put a poll we should put a poll hey viewers what's cat sick with this week let's do that <laughs> every week is a rough week around these parts so <laughs> well anyway another one last thing is uh Talking about rough, let's not let's not uh, not mention the fact that we're in a fucking world war right now and shit is hitting the fan. So, yeah, hopefully things are gonna get better. And it's so crazy, and I can't believe it. And I just I'm just sending out positivity and love and to all the people who are suffering right now and struggling through all of this. I just still having a hard time, you know, processing the fact that this is actually happening. And yeah. I hope I hope everyone's gonna be okay. I agree. Um, yeah. We just, I, I, to not sound like Ellen, but can we all just be nice to each other for this year, please? Yeah. Like, yeah. can we just do that? Like, well, it's been a lot, guys. <laughs> every, every time I finish one of my classes with my students, I always tell them, wash your hands, drink water, and be nice to each other. Exactly. That's, that's it. Take care of yourself and <laughs> take care of everyone around you. So on that note, Lauren, any last words? Um, yeah, thanks guys for having me. And I am really, it's really great to have this platform and share what we're doing. And I want to give a big shout out to, to everyone that's also like, you know, I know we're doing stuff, but there's a lot of people out there who are really working to make this change. And, you know, even by just applying to a program like this, you're showing that you want to make change that you you're acknowledging. And, you know, I have an amazing honor of working, you know, it's, the, the participants I work with are amazing. Like many of them are going against what their whole society is telling them, right? They're like, I don't want to be part of this. I don't want this. And it's a lot. It's a lot. Of, I think it's really brave for women to also take those steps to say enough is enough. And I just want to honor that and say, be brave, like stand up. And like you said, it's our time. Like it is our time. Like we're done. You know, that, mm -hmm. that it's, and taking those steps are really scary, right? It, you know, you said, Kat, like having these programs when we're young, like I, I don't know if when I was young, I would have been brave enough to really then be like, I want to stand up against these systems. And maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't, I don't know. But, you know, it's it's exciting for me. It's really exciting yeah. to see that people do, like women <clears throat> themselves are really like, we're done with this. And they're, they're seeking out these opportunities and they're seeking out change. So on a positive note, I just wanted to say that, you know, it, it inspires me to, to know that women across the world are, are, are desperate for the change and they're mm -hmm. desperate to make themselves better for that change, which mm -hmm. I think going back to that, just, we won't need to hand it back because women are just so, you know, 
the the experience I've had is that no one is in it for themselves. You know, everybody comes to the space to say, I want to take this back. Mm-hmm. Not one person has ever kind of, you know, come and said, this is for me, only for me, so that I can, for me. You know, it's always about, I want to take back this learning so I can change in the community for other women and other mm-hmm. people. And that inspires me because it's like, this isn't a selfish journey that I think women are on. They're on a collective journey to improve society and acknowledging that whatever it is, and I'm not going to blame anyone, it's not working and it is failing a lot of people. And men themselves are also not happy. I know that like they can delude themselves, but you know, we're, we're having a world war as Jess said, like people are not happy. Like this isn't working. So we need change and women i think are that change and i think that it's yeah it's just time so it is i time. feel inspired positive on that note even though there's a lot of crap happening <laughs> yeah well we have to uh, unfor- unfortunately and fortunately sometimes the way forward is to stay positive through the the chaos in order to per you know uh what's the way what's the word purge purge away uh forge yeah. forge forge away right is that the right word? It's like purge. Like, yeah, purge. Just to okay. cleanse. Like, yeah. Get rid of to, it. To clear the pathway <laughs> um, for a better, a better tomorrow, if we will. So all right, guys. Cheers to cheers to women and happy International Women's Day week, month, forever of the end of times. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. It was great to see you. All right. Bye, ladies. Bye. Take care.